It's August 31st, 2020, and as always, we have a bit of tech news for you today. CenturyLink had an outage on Sunday morning, which brought many websites and apps down. TikTok's CEO resigns, while Walmart partners with Microsoft in the talks to buy TikTok. Apple rejected a Facebook app update, while Fortnite is apparently splitting into two games. We have confirmation on the RTX 3080 and 3090 graphics card specs. A scientist is trying to become a cyborg because of a disease he has. Elon Musk has implanted computer chips into pigs. And NASA is trying to fix a small leak in the International Space Station. It's time for the tech news and commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. Welcome to the Tech News and Commentary on Joey's Totally Tech. I'm your host, Joey Cagle. Let's get on to the news. There was a CenturyLink outage on Sunday morning. CenturyLink experienced an outage on Sunday morning, which triggered a massive disruption of many websites and services. This included Discord, Hulu, Feedly, Xbox Live, Cloudflare, and more. Service has since been restored, Many websites use Cloudflare, and those websites, too, were down. Downdetector.com showed a spike of internet connectivity issues from the United States and Europe on Sunday morning. TikTok CEO resigns. Kevin Mayer, CEO of TikTok, has resigned just months after his appointment. This role will change significantly due to the U.S. administration's decision to force the company to sell off its U.S. business. Vanessa Pappas, TikTok's U.S. general manager, will be the interim global head of the company. TikTok has to be sold by September 15th or it will be banned in the U.S., The company filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government on Monday, claiming it was deprived of due process. If successful, it could delay the ban and give the company more time to negotiate a better deal. Walmart now wants to buy TikTok with Microsoft. Walmart is teaming up with Microsoft in the talks to buy TikTok. Walmart confirmed their partnership with Microsoft on Thursday, releasing a statement stating its interest in TikTok's e-commerce and advertising capabilities. Walmart has stated, quote, We believe a potential relationship with TikTok US in partnership with Microsoft could add this key functionality and provide Walmart with an important way for us to reach and serve omni-channel customers, as well as grow our third-party marketplace and advertising businesses. We are confident that a Walmart and Microsoft partnership would meet both the expectations of U.S. TikTok users while satisfying the concerns of U.S. government regulators." TikTok has not decided between the Microsoft Walmart bid and a rival offer from Oracle, a deal which could value TikTok's U.S. operations in the $20 to $30 billion range 
could be completed soon, though. Walmart was previously part of a consortium with SoftBank and Alphabet to potentially buy TikTok before its announced partnership with Microsoft. Apple acquires VR startup Spaces. Spaces is a startup that specializes in virtual reality technologies. It was founded in 2016 by DreamWorks Animation veterans. Spaces had discontinued all of its services last week after Apple acquired it for an unknown amount. Apple has been rumored to be working on augmented reality and virtual reality headsets for 2021 and 2022. Features like a LiDAR scanner on the new iPad Pro and an investment into ARKit supports these rumors. Apple has rejected a Facebook app update. Facebook confirmed this on CNBC on Friday. The app attempted to inform users that Apple collects 30% of in-app purchases from a new online events feature. Earlier this month, Facebook launched a feature that allows businesses to host paid online events to renew some business that was lost due to COVID-19. Facebook had asked Apple to reduce the 30% app store cut because Facebook wanted all of the money to go directly to small businesses. However, this was rejected by Apple. Facebook instead planned to add a line inside the iPhone app, informing users that Apple would take a 30% cut of the purchase. Apple has not responded to media asking about why the latest update was rejected. A Facebook spokesperson told CNBC, quote, Now more than ever, we should have the option to help people understand where money they intend for small businesses actually goes. Unfortunately, Apple rejected our transparency notice around their 30% tax, but we are still working to make that information available inside the app experience, end quote. Okay, so Apple, you're getting a lot of negative press right now. I don't understand why you're not changing this 30% at this point. You've had Fortnite have issues with you. Other companies have had issues with you. Uh, newspapers, other services. Now, Facebook who is trying to help out small businesses. You're going to reduce the amount of help they could get. Apple, is this really the hill that you want to die on? I don't get it. You really need to update this policy that you have because a lot of people are going to just give up on the App Store if you keep doing this. A lot of businesses will leave the App Store, thus, a lot of consumers like us won't have the apps available anymore. The iPhone would go the way of the Windows phone, quite frankly. And I think you guys are smarter than that. You've had a successful smartphone business for a while. Are you just going to throw it away over your 30% tax? I would hope not. Fortnite split into two games because of the fight between Epic and Apple. 
players of Fortnite on iOS and macOS won't be able to play the new season when it arrives since the game is banned from Apple's App Store. A judge has allowed Apple to leave the game off the App Store, but prevented Apple from removing all of Epic's developer accounts, including the account linked with Epic's Unreal Engine. Any Apple device with the game already installed can continue to run the app, but it won't be able to receive updates for the game. A court hearing takes place on September 28th, which will make a more permanent decision. Apple says it will bring Fortnite back to the App Store if Epic chooses to comply with the App Store guidelines. Amazon's augmented reality shopping tool will fill your space with virtual furniture. Room Decorator allows users to see furniture and other home decor before they buy it. Users can save layouts to their Amazon accounts. The feature will be rolled out through the Amazon shopping app on iOS and desktop browsers for US shoppers in the next few weeks. Amazon Halo a fitness band app which scans your body and voice is coming out soon. Amazon announced Halo. It's a fitness band that doesn't have a screen. It pairs with an app which provides standard fitness tracking features as well as the ability to create 3D scans for body fat and listen for emotions in the user's voices. This band will cost $99.99 plus a subscription of $3.99 per month for Halo's more advanced features. Those who are invited to Amazon's Early Access program can purchase the device for $64.99 with a six-month subscription included. Amazon opens its first Amazon Fresh grocery store in Los Angeles. The company opened the first supermarket in Woodland Hills, Los Angeles. It's a new grocery store experience designed from the ground up and targeting a different type of customer than Amazon's Whole Foods and Go stores. Amazon Fresh stocks a range of big brands along with Amazon's own label lines. The store will use the Dash Cart feature, and Prime members who shop at the store will receive free grocery delivery. Employees at the store follow Amazon's own set of health guidelines to control the spread of the novel coronavirus. Other locations will be opening in Oak Lawn, Illinois, Schamburg, Illinois, Naperville, Illinois, Irvine, California, and North Hollywood, California. The new Fitbit Sense smartwatch can take your skin's temperature to help you manage stress. The company has released two new smartwatches, the Sense at $329 and the Versa 3 at $299. The Sense features detailed heart rate scans and atrial fibrillation via an electrocardiogram app and stress detection features. It can measure heart rate and skin temperature to determine one's stress level. The Versa 3 features a new strap mechanism, Google Assistant, and the ability to take phone calls. The company also announced the Inspire 2 Fitness Tracker, which will be released at $99. 
It features a 10-day battery life and comes with a full year of Fitbit Premium with the purchase. You know about foldable phones. Now prepare yourself for twisty screens on phones. The LG Wing is the latest from LG on dual display phones. The phone features a secondary display that flips out in a twisting motion. Specs for the phone have not been released at this time. There's no details on release dates or pricing, but it's expected to launch well before Christmas. Google's augmented reality lets you place history or prehistoric science in your room. Google is partnering with museums and institutes around the world to add virtual exhibits to its art and culture app for Android and iOS. This app allows users to place augmented reality assets into a real space viewed through a mobile device. You can view the Apollo 11 capsule, prehistoric animals, and more. The AR plans for Google are unclear at this time, but it is widely known that Apple has been developing some form of AR glasses, much like Google's Glass a few years back. Spotify is developing a virtual events feature. Spotify plans to implement a feature that connects artists with their fans through ticketed live virtual music events. Live performances are an important part of the income for musicians, and artists are struggling during the pandemic. Spotify already works with the major ticketing partners, many of which have embraced virtual events to continue their businesses during the pandemic. Zoom had an outage on Monday morning, bringing remote workplaces and classrooms to a halt. Zoom's outage on Monday morning likely affected millions of workers and students. Zoom's service was restored and the company has been monitoring the situation. Fortunately, that same day, Zoom was back up in time for my interview with Anthony Jackson from Avalon Computers for Season 2 of the Joey's Totally Tech Podcast. You can soon listen to this episode first on the Joey's Totally Tech exclusives, by the way, before Season 2 officially starts. And you can do so ad-free. Visit joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive to do so and unlock the exclusive episodes. Remember Napster? They have new owners. Melody VR, a startup that films and streams gigs which are viewed with virtual headsets, has purchased Napster for $70 million. Napster started as an illegal downloading platform in the 1990s and actually currently has 3 million users with a library of 90 million licensed tracks. And honestly, I thought it was shut down completely a while back after failing with some other new owners, but it's still around apparently. Melody VR has hosted acts such as The Chainsmokers and Cypress Hill. They have studios in London and Los Angeles for artists to perform at. Users pay to watch the performances through the Melody VR app. The company funded the deal through a combination of cash and shares. 
Napster made $1.8 million in pre-tax profits last year after delivering 10.8 billion streams to its consumers and business partners. London scientists have built ultra-broadband nearly 3 million times faster than UK's home fiber-optic internet connections. London scientists achieved a record download speed of 178 terabits per second by transmitting data in a greater range of colors than what's normally used on fiber. A 25-mile fiber-optic loop was used for the test. Customized amplifiers were used to boost the signal power. If they deploy this commercially, amplifiers will need to be installed for at least every 25 miles of cable. China is building a GitHub competitor called Giti. Chinese companies are growing due to the technological decoupling between the U.S. and China. Chinese companies have relied on U.S.-based services like GitHub, but now have to redevelop their own versions of these services. GitHub is still available in China, but the developer community is wary of the effects of political conflict. The Ministry of Industry and Information Technology has chosen Giti to be the country's open-source hosting platform. GitHub previously hinted at opening a subsidiary in China and Tencent-backed local rival Coding.net. The tech news and commentary from Joey's Totally Tech will be back after these messages. Unless, of course, you're listening on the exclusive ad-free version that you can unlock at joeystollytech.com slash exclusive. Then we're staying with you. you like the music and sound effects we're using on the Joey's Totally Tech podcast? Well, we get the licensing for this music through Epidemic Sound. If you're a content creator creating video on YouTube or other social media platforms, or a fellow podcaster, visit bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. That's bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic. And you can sign up for a subscription for as little as $15 per month. They have a wide variety of genres of music, as well as sound effects you can incorporate into your content. You don't have to pay royalties, you just pay the monthly subscription fee. Or you can also buy lifetime licenses to particular tunes and effects too. So if you want to use some fresh music and help support this podcast too, check out bit.ly slash JTT Epidemic and sign up for Epidemic Sound today.
early March 2020, Joey Cagle showed up in the podcasting scene with his podcast, Joey's Totally Tech. He went on to talk about cryptocurrency, unions and tech, programming languages to learn in the current epidemic, and more. That was Season 1, and in Season 2, we up the game. I'm Joey Cagle, and in Season 2 of Joey's Totally Tech, we will have more product reviews and bring in guests to the podcast. We'll take your calls on the tech line at 980-999-0835. That's 980-999-0-T-E-K. As well as the Joey's Totally Tech community at joeystotallytech.com slash community. So feel free to ask your tech questions on either of those. On the podcast, we'll be talking about Linux terminal applications, the upcoming gaming consoles, PC games, tech careers, and more. New episodes are released publicly starting September 14th. Listen at joeystotallytech.com or get an early preview by subscribing to the Joey's Totally Tech exclusives at joeystotallytech.com slash exclusive. And I will catch you next time. Listen on joeystotallytech.com or your favorite podcasting app. Welcome back to the tech news and commentary from Joey's Totally Tech. Uber will start delivering prescriptions in Seattle and Dallas. Uber is partnering with NimbleRx and expanding its Uber health business to include medicine delivery in both Seattle and Dallas. Uber Health was launched in 2018 to help provide access to healthcare via Uber Direct. This service is more useful now since many people can't travel to their local pharmacy safely due to COVID-19. PlayStation 5 will have Wi-Fi 6 and Bluetooth 5.1. According to documents submitted by Sony in Peru, the PlayStation 5 will have Bluetooth 5.1 and Wi-Fi 6. This means wireless performance will be better than the PlayStation 4. It's not really a surprise that Sony would have the latest standards, but we have confirmation that they're implementing those standards at least. Bluetooth 5.1 will allow multiple audio devices to be connected to the same console, and with less interference in closed spaces. Wi-Fi 6 will help reduce latency and close the gap between wireless and wired connections. 
We have confirmation about the RTX 3090 and RTX 3080 GPU specifications. Videocards.com confirmed the memory specifications for the upcoming Ampere GeForce graphics cards. Only the 3090 and 3080 have been confirmed so far. The information was confirmed through the add-in board partners. There will be no RTX 3080 Ti, at least for right now. NVIDIA is launching the 3090 instead, which will feature 24GB of GDDR6X memory, which is the same as the current generation Titan RTX cards. The 3080 has been confirmed with 10GB of GDDR6X memory. Though this is a lot less memory than the 3090, this leaves room for a possible RTX 3080 Super with 16GB of memory. There's no mention of a 20GB version of a 3080 as of yet. It's also assumed at this point that the RTX 3090 will have a 384-bit bus and that the 3080 will get a 320-bit bus. Memory speeds of both cards are expected to be at least 19 gigabits per second. NVIDIA will announce their new GPUs on September 1st. It's believed the RTX 3070 will also be shown. We should hear basic information such as specs and pricing. Nintendo is planning on an upgraded Switch console and games for 2021. The company plans to release an upgraded model of its Switch console next year with a new lineup of games. The specs haven't been finalized, but they're looking to include more computing power and 4K high-definition graphics. The games would also be released for both casual gamers and more devoted gamers. Nintendo has seen record-breaking hit Animal Crossing New Horizons and the COVID-19 pandemic sparked a rally of more than 70% in its share price since the game was released in March. The company has struggled to keep up with the demand for both the Switch and Switch Lite, though they have said the production bottleneck has largely been resolved. Oculus Connect is becoming Facebook Connect. Oculus recently announced use of its VR devices would soon require a Facebook account, which moves the Oculus brand closer to its owner, Facebook. Now Oculus Connect has been rebranded Facebook Connect. The next event is planned for September 16th. The head of Facebook Reality Labs, Andrew Bosworth, said there, quote, Excited to share the date of our annual conference, Facebook Connect, formerly Oculus Connect, which will be held virtually on September 16th and is free for everyone to attend, end quote. Bosworth also teased, quote, At Facebook Connect, you'll hear more on our vision for Facebook Reality Labs and the latest innovations from our team and developer community. End quote. He also added, quote, You can watch the keynote and sessions of the FRL Facebook page. End quote. Now, as of this time, I do not know my schedule for September 16th yet, 
But I will be paying attention to this event and reporting on this. And hopefully, if I'm not able to watch it live, I will watch the keynote sessions after the fact and tell you about it here on the news and commentary. I'll probably do a bonus episode for that, actually. Google performed first quantum simulation of a chemical reaction. The company simulated a simple chemical reaction in its Sycamore quantum computer. The computer achieved quantum supremacy in 2019 after completing a calculation that would take an impractical amount of time to complete on a normal computer. Quantum simulations could potentially be used to develop new chemicals. Fabian Consto wants to build the International Space Station of the Sea. The grandson of Jacques Consto, the legendary explorer and oceanographer who led underwater habitat missions several decades ago, is leading a project to build the world's largest underwater research station. The project is called Proteus and will be located at a depth of 60 feet in an area off the coast of Caraco. It will allow scientists to study the ocean for 10 to 12 hours per day with continuous access to the deeper waters. Divers that stay at Proteus will be able to remain in the underwater habitats for an indefinite amount of time without risking decompression sickness. It will feature an opening at the bottom of the habitat that allows divers to enter and exit through a pressurized chamber. This project is estimated to cost $135 million. You know, that's really cool. They'll be able to stay underwater for an extended period of time to do research or just to watch the fish go by or whatever. You know, that would be awesome. An alien scientist is trying to save his life by becoming the world's first full-fledged cyborg. In a story that sounds like it comes right out of a comic book, Peter Scott Morgan, a scientist who was diagnosed with motor neuron disease, or MND, in 2017, has embarked on a mission to become a cyborg. He's developing an exoskeleton that he hopes will eventually be able to give him superhuman strength and the ability to communicate while being paralyzed. So basically he's becoming Iron Man, or maybe Cyborg from DC Comics, I'm not sure which. Anyway, people with MND eventually become locked into their bodies and are fully alert yet unable to move. Scott Morgan has undergone a few surgeries already, including a series of surgeries to reconfigure his digestive system to make the MND more manageable. Humans have been placed in biostasis for the first time. Scientists were able to do this by replacing a person's blood with a very cold saline solution, which rapidly cools the body to somewhere between 10 and 15 degrees Celsius. The technique was developed to give doctors more time to work with patients who have acute trauma. 
putting the body into biostasis slows down or stops all chemical reactions, and the body needs less oxygen as a result. It's currently unknown how long humans can safely remain in this state, however. Researchers create neurons that can be integrated into human brain tissue. Scientists successfully generated human neurons from skin cells using cellular reprogramming technology. They used a combination of technologies and demonstrated that the grafted cells were able to receive inputs and establish synaptic contacts with the already established neuronal network and a slice of brain cortex. Because the cells used for the treatment are harvested from the patient, there's no risk of graft rejection and no ethical concerns about the source of the cells. Harvard and Sony have built a tiny surgery robot inspired by origami. Researchers have created a surgical robot that is around the size of a tennis ball and weighs about the same as a penny. The mini RCM was built using a custom manufacturing process. Three linear actuators are used to control the mini RCM's movements in multiple directions. The mini RCM is 68% more accurate than hand-controlled tools and was able to perform some precision medical maneuvers successfully. Elon Musk demonstrated Neuralink's tech live with pigs with surgically implanted brain monitoring devices. Among the many companies Elon Musk has founded, one of them is Neuralink, which has made headlines for its efforts to develop a new kind of interface between the human brain and computing devices. Elon Musk demonstrated the technology on Friday. He started the demo by saying that the process of the entire presentation was recruiting, not fundraising, or any other kind of promotion. Musk said, quote, We're not trying to raise money or do anything else, but the main purpose is to convince great people to come work at Neuralink and help us bring the product to fruition. Make it affordable and reliable and such that anyone who wants one can have one, end quote. He says he wants to make it generally available because everyone will have some kind of neurological problem over time, whether it be memory loss, anxiety, brain damage, depression, or other ailments. There's no clear evidence any of this can be quickly and easily solved with any one solution, which makes it challenging to see it as a reasonable end goal for the company. Musk showed the audience three pigs that were in attendance in nearby pens with their handlers nearby. One was untreated. One named Gertrude was installed with a Neuralink device called the Link. And the third had previously had one installed, but then had it removed. Musk initially had trouble getting Gertrude to come out and perform for the small and socially distanced crowd, but he skipped Gertrude to show that the pig who had her link removed was healthy and normal-looking. Musk then showed a display that played a sound and showed a visual spike when the link detected 
that Gertrude made contact to something with her snout while sniffing for food. Musk said the initial device reads and writes in every channel with about 1,024 channels, has all-day battery life which recharges overnight, and has long range so you could link your phone, for example. So the link and your phone could communicate to each other. The one installed at Gertrude was read-only, but future links will be read and write capable. Musk said the link was like a Fitbit in your skull with tiny wires. That's kind of crazy if you think about it, but, you know, really interesting and kind of cool, too. That might help that scientist we talked earlier about with his MND. I don't know for sure, but maybe he should be talking with Elon Musk at this point. Finally, a potentially serious situation for the astronauts on board the International Space Station over time, if nothing's done about it. NASA is investigating a small air leak on the International Space Station. There's a minor air leak on the space station. The occupants are not in immediate danger. The station is never completely airtight, requiring routine repressurization with gases from tanks that are sent up during cargo missions. The leak was first discovered last year in September. The space station has been busy for the past few months, but now that activity has dropped. The crew members are now focusing on investigating the leak. And this has been your tech news and commentary from Joey's Totally Tech. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.